In the middle of a big week for Frederick County Sports, we welcome you into the Final Score Podcast. We are presented by PFP, Players Fitness and Performance, here in Frederick. Greg Swatek of the Frederick News Post Sports Department here with you. And it has been a big week for Frederick County Sports. We had uh, the state track and field championships, the state indoor championships, and uh, Laganore boys, Oakdale boys, Urban and girls all uh, came away with uh, team championships. In just a couple of minutes, we'll have the three coaches of those teams. Uh, Bill Eckerd of Ligonor, C.J. Acolano for the Urbana Girls, and Dave Lillard of the Oakdale Boys. We'll have them on, and, and, and we'll ask them about their their, uh, their team championships and uh, what it takes to win a team championship in uh, track and field and, and the close-knit community that is uh, Frederick County Track and Field. So we look forward to talking uh, to those three coaches about that. We also had the CMC Basketball Championship for boys and girls. Frederick girls uh, continue their reign of dominance. They beat uh, Middletown. And uh, the Oakdale boys uh, repeat as CMC champs as they uh, knock off Thomas Johnson once again. And our man uh, Joe Ferraro was at that game. And uh, Joe, why does Oakdale seem to have TJ's number uh, at all times? Well, I I think it just goes uh, back to what uh, Terry Connolly uh, Oakdale's longtime coach, uh, Brandon Long's predecessor, has done with these guys. Uh, you know, hey, uh, you know, I don't care how how big we are. You know, we're we're still going to play, go out there and 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 be tough-minded basketball players, tough basketball players. Uh, you know, you know, grind it out type of type of players and you know that, that's carried over with with Brandon and even, even Brandon told me he, he wanted that that to carry over with this team so so yeah they, they still have that we are not going to to back down uh, mentality impressive impressive win for for the Bears you know considering that Oakdale's a you know a veteran team with uh, with a lot of returners and and uh, this Oakdale team is basically, you know, one returning starter in, in Colin Schley and, and, you know, new, new players um, in that entire, entire lineup. You know, granted, they, they've got some, some guys with varsity experience, such as Musa Crawford's, you know, very consistent player. But, but to have a, a team with one, one returning starter and, you know, a whole new, new cast in the starting lineup and go out and beat TJ, very impressive. Well, what, what type of game was it for all those that weren't there? Uh, highly entertaining, uh, you know, to say the least. Uh, so, you know, back and forth, you know, you know, um, you know, Oakdale comes out and, you know, rips off the, the first seven points of the, the, the second half. And you think, okay, uh, you know, the, the ball's rolling in their, in, in their direction, you know, a couple of, uh, you know, really, uh, big big steals um, and then uh, fast break points by by Ethan Reefer and Colin Schley who had a dunk. You like okay, you know you get the sense that Oakdale might might run away with it, but but no, um, TJ TJ hung back uh, or, or or hung in there and never panicked, which um, <laughs> they've done all year. And then uh, you know they actually get a five point lead, and then and then and then Oakdale has the answer. So so very very entertaining game. Uh, back and forth uh, uh, in, in that second half. These were two teams that were in the state semifinals last year, each of them, TJ yep. for 3A, Oakdale for 2A. How would you sort of size up their their postseason chances this season? Could, could they be back? Could they each be back? 
I, I, I think so. I think so. Um, I think I, I, I've said this before where, you know, Oakdale last year, they, they steamrolled. <laughs> so, you know, they're, they're, you know, biggest opponents in the, in the, in the two way West, uh, you know, Williamsport and, and the likes of that. I mean, you know, they, they really handled, handled them, uh, in their home gym, uh, you know, they won somewhere around 25 points. I don't remember the exact score. I think it'll be more competitive this time around if those te- two teams happen to meet each other. You know, Middletown <coughs> in, in in both of those, uh, actually, those two teams are going to uh, play each other this week as well. Um, you know, Middletown's actually, you know, played Oakdale tough. Um, I think, you know, Oakdale's, uh, you know, still the class of the two a West, but it's, it's going to be a lot more competitive this year. We're, we're not going to have any 20, 25 point blowouts this time around, uh, three a West, uh, you know, a lot, we, we've you know, talked more, about more, that, more yeah. of the same, more of the same. Uh, I, I still like, I still like TJ just because of, um, you know, their experience and being in tight situations and they, they showed it against Oakdale in that CMC title game. Right. The last thing I wanted to ask you about, uh, Joe, was we have, we have sort of have this odd situation now where we're going to have like a full week off before the playoffs right. uh, begin. Uh, I, I think I was told uh, it has something to do with the scheduling of the state venues, both at Xfinity Center down in College Park for the boys, mm-hmm. at CQ Arena Towson for the girls. I, I guess it had to do with the availability of those arenas, and they had to change the dates and that uh, pushback. Um, the dates of the state semifinals and finals. The season ended earlier. They built in some snow days. That they've used some snow days, but there's still going to be this odd week off. Uh, sure. and, and teams that have buys might go the better part of two weeks without even playing a game. Do you think that could have a factor? I mean, you see it in the NFL sometimes where where you have a highly yep. seeded team with a buy and they haven't played in two weeks and they're playing a team that's coming off a win and and has played yep. more recently. Do, do, do you think that's maybe going to wreak some havoc in the playoffs uh potentially potentially uh you know if you have um you know i, I don't know if it's a you know a, you know a one versus a four seed uh you know if, it, if that's if that's going to make much difference but you know the twos versus the threes could uh you know that's a, that's the way i see it um i'm, I'm thinking that all these teams are gonna <laughs> they're gonna be scrambling trying to you know organize you know possibly organize scrimmages with you know other teams in their in their respective you know counties areas what have you just so they can stay sharp they yeah. can stay stay fresh uh stay sharp sure yeah hey joe thanks for coming on no worries and we'll be right back with the uh coaches of the state track and field indoor team champions right back in a moment here on the final score why do i train why do i train i train to jump higher i train because i have something to prove be faster and because speed strength and being better overall on and off the field is my mission nothing to me is impossible i'm andrew simpson from players fitness and performance in frederick maryland we have found that most middle and high school athletes do not have complete confidence which is holding them back from being their best on and off the field. As official partners with FCPS, our why is to inspire athletes like yours to believe in themselves and perform more confidently and consistently in sports and in life. That's our why. What's your why? 
For more information, check out our website at www.playersfitnessandperformance.com. We are back here on the Final Score Podcast and uh, very happy to be joined by the three championship coaches of uh, teams that went down to Landover this week and won state track and field team titles at the indoor meet. They are uh, Bill Eckerd, CJ uh, Bill Eckerd of Ligonor, excuse me, CJ Acolano of Urbana, and Dave Lillard of Oakdale. Welcome, guys. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Thanks for, Thanks having, for having us. us. Yep. Thanks. I mean, if you look at this, guys, I mean, there's eight team champions, girls and boys, for track and field, and Frederick County claimed almost half of them. They, 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 they claimed three. Dave, Dave, what does that say about track and field in this area? We rock. Um, it's... <laughs> Really, if you even look at um, where it's from, I mean, you're, we have three schools that are in this, in Imesville, pretty much, and three schools that are less than two, three miles from each other. Um, so it says a lot about um, not a, not as much, I mean, even our feeder programs, how they're feeding us the athletes that we need to do well, as well as what we do as a, as a, as a group. CJ, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with Coach Lillard. He... Um, he mentioned the feeder program, and it's funny because we all got an email from Coach Gerhold too um, last night, and uh, he's very well part of this. We all have lightning running girls on our team and boys on our team, um, and it just speaks to the feeder program, speaks to you know the kind of personalities and attitudes we might have on our team that can go down there to a 2A state meet, a 3A state meet, or a 4A state meet and uh, put on a show, and that's kind of what we all did. I mean... Um, we all had our ups and downs, obviously, but we all came in on top. Now, CJ is the rare coach that has to make cuts for a track and field team. <laughs> so, I mean, you don't, you don't often see teams in that position, Dave. No, no, uh, definitely you, not. you don't have to make cuts, do you? Um, not, not recently. I did a while ago, but not recently. I try not to because typically what you do is you cut, you start cutting some of the younger guys and I like to keep them because who knows what's going to happen three or four years down the road. Yes, I mean, that's, that's a phenomenal when you think of 70 to 80 to 90 girls coming out here sometimes. And we'll get even more now that now that, now that he's won another uh, championship. Now, we, we must point out here that Bill has been on the track and field team as a head coach for two years now, and he already has two state in, in, indoor titles. So, so you, were, you were the difference. You put, you put the Lincoln boys over the top, right, Bill? I don't know if I'm the difference, but... Uh... I got great coaches around me, Coach Wright, uh, Coach Bly, do a great job with the kids. I kind of orchestrate things. I recruit kids. Um, I'm part of the football program. I'm able to deep into that program, try to pull some kids out. Also with the basketball program, I used to be part of the basketball coaching uh, team there also. Um, just want to add something about the, the area that you guys were just speaking yeah. about. I mean, we have, um, not only is it it's track and field, we got great football in our programs. We got good basketball around that area. It's that area right there is really good and, it, and it, even if you spread it out just a little bit further you got damascus football program is excellent you got south hagerstown's track team excellent you got and, and right around boonesboro so we have great track and field just right here in western maryland which i think is exceptional and uh, just to add one more point to that every every time we have to compete with urbana and oakdale it's it's miserable for us because they're so loaded um, but it makes us better it yeah. makes ligonor high school better so. Any theories on why so many great athletes congregate in in one area or come from? The, I truly believe the it's the feeders. Yeah, and, and and these young kids are getting developed a lot sooner than we see them in high school, and I do think it's the coaching at high school level too the, to take them to the next level. 
CJ, what did this indoor meet mean to you? Because you've you've gone down there and you've you've been a point short before, or less less than two points short before. Uh, this this is the meet that sort of has haunted you over the years. As a coach, you've been close, but you, you haven't gotten over the top until Tuesday night. Just why why was this year different? I mean, your, your depth is awesome, obviously, and, and and what did it mean to you to, to finally break through at the indoor meet? Uh, it was glorifying. Um, the girls put on a show. They went out there and did what they did. Um, you know, bouncing from 3A back into 4A, you know, 3A, our last year in 3A, we lost by a point and a half, and that kind of hurt. Um, that was when my fresh, my seniors now were freshmen. We went out in the outdoor and we won our outdoor state title. So they so felt the pain before they like felt you. felt the pain, yeah. yep. So Susanna, Aldo said, and uh, Lily Morrell kind of anchored that team there, and they are still anchoring my team now. And going in there, just knowing that we had a chance, um, I always like to play the card, David versus Goliath. We are the smallest school in 4A, and let's go out there and see what we can do. And, yeah, the fact that we did it and it wasn't even all that, you know, were you expecting Tight. that? Were, were you expecting uh, that? I told my coach, if all goes well, my assistant coach, Coach Hoffman, my pole vault coach, who does a phenomenal job with those pole vaulters. I mean, they scored 22 points alone. Yeah, they yeah, were, the two girls they uh, with Kelsey and – Kelsey uh, Calabrese second, and, Peyton uh, Bohr first. Yeah, I mean, and, you have the girls that are vying for the title, two girls that yeah, are vying for the title. Even Rachel Custer, who got fifth. Um, I mean, they alone would have gotten ninth place in the 4A state just in the pole vaulters alone. But uh, it's it, – it obviously means a lot to me because it's our first state title. Um, You've won outdoor before. Doing yeah. doing four A indoors. Um, it's it was a lot of fun this season, and uh, we of course have nationals in a couple weeks where uh, we have actually a lot of a lot of different girls competing there. So we're excited about that opportunity too. How many how many girls uh, came out for the team this year? Uh, I don't know, eighty-seven, I think. Eighty-seven, <laughs> and, and you had to you had to turn some away. I got right? down in like sixty-four. But you said, "I want your best effort. Yeah. Like, come come out for the spring and, yeah. and give me your best." And, and and not that you've guaranteed spots on the team because you don't know how the numbers are going to shake it, out for that. Put it but, this way: yeah. if, if I cut you, and you come back out for outdoor, and I cut you for indoor, you're going to be on my team in outdoor. Right. That takes heart. To right. come back out after I after I dismissed you. Now I'm dismissing them and saying, "Hey, you need to work on this. Here are workouts. I want you to get back in shape, get in better shape, and come back out for outdoor and see what happens." And most of the time, they do. Right, Bill. Like we said, this was number two for you last year. You guys sweated it out. I mean, uh, you won by a point yeah. uh, uh, in the in, last in, event in, in, <laughs> in 2018. It came down to the last event. This this time, not so much. You guys had about an hour there where you, you had about four victories, one after another. Correct. Just, just how was this meet different uh, for you? Um, well, it was really different to start off with because we didn't have a four by four, and that's really strange for Coach Wright and I. Uh, four by eight, you mean? Um, and a four uh, by eight. Okay, both. yeah. And because we had so many individual um, athletes that could perform at an individual level, uh, the Wills and the Michaels and so forth, we didn't have a team to put together. We're too, too thin. We couldn't put together a four by eight that would qualify or a four by four. Our four by four, by four missed out by, I think, a hundredth of a second and the regional from qualifying. So we knew going in, we had to, had to set it up and be set why the eight, before the 800 and after the 800. Um, that hour there where we started just gaining point after point after point was crazy. Uh, we had Carter, we had um, Colt. Carter Holsinger wins the yep. pole vault. Then right after that, uh, it was uh, Joey Felton ran an awesome uh, um, 55 dash, 6.645. Six, six, yeah, yeah right. well, I'll go 6.441. 
Right. And they round it up. So that's kind of. And where, where does that stack up nationally? It puts them well, we pretty want, high, right? We have four guys we want to take to nationals, New Balance. Joey should get in. You need a 6.44. We think we can get him in with a 6.441. Uh, Carter, uh, Michael, and Colby. Colby's a half inch Colby off. Colby Bannon want to jump half, off to yes, win the high jump. That's right. correct. So we take, we're hoping to take them to New Balance here March 8th. Right. Was it better since you had more margin for error uh, in, in this meet than last year? You were, you were more comfortable. Well, I mean, it when I calculated, I didn't c- quite get that big of a margin. Uh, we just had some kids really perform well. Uh, instead of getting third or fourth place, they got second or third. Right. So it really helped. Right. And Dave, for you, uh, you guys were the outdoor um, champions uh, uh, last spring. Yeah, so last this, spring. so <laughs> it's, 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 it's a lot of the same group that, that, that is back, some new faces as well. Yeah, we've. We lost quite a bit last year, but a lot of the kids stepped up. I mean, we we don't have George Stoltz. So that was a pretty big deal. Zach Cunningham wasn't there. So we, we but, had but you had some, some new faces oh, yeah. uh, oh, yeah. step up, and it was really a continuation of your momentum, yeah. right? Oh, definitely, yes. I mean, we 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 did very well. I mean, you had you had Kyle Lund, who really matured as a runner. I mean, even um, Colin Dempsey is – I mean, he's running 429, which is – would placed in anywhere in, in the state – um, and then you've got, you know, just like Ronald Robinson just took off in the 55. We just kind of decided let's throw him in and see what he can do down the road towards the end of the season. Um, and he did very well. He got fourth place, and it's a big deal. I mean, you had Eric's, Eric, Eric Starks, Starks won the pole vault, and, I mean, this kid was in borderline maybe not being able to vault because he was injured. Um, you know, you had – we're just, I mean, there are a lot of kids that we can talk about. We, unfortunately, we're not like Linganor. We, we have, we have a lot of depth in, in the four and the eight. So, I mean, that is something that we counted on, but it was a tug of war from beginning to end with us and Century. I mean, you look at, I mean, you look at us and Century and the team, the third place team scored 32 points and the Century got 70 Seven. Century has an awesome yeah. athlete that scored yeah. the, the bulk of their points. Oh, yeah, right. 40 yeah. points. They, right. they, yeah. And this guy's amazing. It's a, it's a dream for any team to have a guy who can score 40 individual points. And, but still, um, you got 28 from from from, uh, from, from yeah. Kyle. Yeah, right. eight from a relay, and then um, and then 20. That's, oh, yeah, that's great, too. I'm not going to deny that. Oh, right, he's, yeah. he's awesome as well. Um, and, you know, he's going he's going to nationals as well in the 800 to try to see what he can do there. And and he's working out now yeah. like crazy. He's just unbelievable. What what, where where is his eight hundred time um, uh, nationally? Is it still um, in, in the top five? I think he's eleventh yeah. right uh, okay. now. He's eleventh. Right okay, now. but but he's hoping to move that because he yeah. was for a brief time he had the top time in the country after that yes. one fifty five. Yeah, it's ran. it's very difficult at Hagerstown to be able to run like that. Well, I mean, he's going one fifty eight at Hagerstown. He went. He went 156 at states. It's, I think that was the fastest 800 at states this year, and he was a tenth of a second off of being the best in 2A ever. Um, so it was. It's it's interesting to see what he can do, especially when he gets on a bank track with spikes on him now, and who knows what's going to happen. You don't have wind to contest. You just you you got a bank track and you can hit that that bank real hard and just blow out of that turn and just shoot into the straightaway. And it's like it'll slingshot them. Right. And, and it's a sign of the long-term success you've had uh, at Oakdale. I mean, when I talked to Eric Starks after his pole vault win, he said he was inspired by George Stoltz, who's a previous pole vault champion and a multiple-time yep. state place winner. So these guys, so, as you see it, success is breeding success. Success breeds success, or a rising tide raises all ships. So, right. You know, so it's 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 great. We've had, we've had what I always tell the kids is, um, you know, build – 
build that legacy, build that legacy. And, you know, Urbana says the same thing. I don't know if Linganore says something similar, but we see it on, on Urbana Stadium. And I tell the kids all the time that you're the legacy. You decide. Like one of the things we do when we win states is we sign the back of the trophy. And I tell the kids is you are signing your legacy. And then at the same time, you're also signing a contract that this isn't the last one. The contract is when you sign this that there's going to be another one there. And that's, that's the legacy that we kind of buy into. Right. I'm curious how you guys attack these uh, big meets. Uh, what is the key to winning a, a state team championship, CJ? Uh, for girls, I just got to – I play it low, down low. Um, I'm confident. I was, For example, I, I do a lot of motivational speeches. And um, I usually do it on the bus before we get to the stadium, uh, before we get to the state meet. We usually leave – earlier than we probably should but we like to get there just in time and you never know what kind exactly, of traffic you're exactly hit, right. so we got there a good hour before i stayed me and i stayed the save the speech for then and um we just talked about just how you know we have to go out there and perform and it's david versus goliath or you know we so you play the underdog card we play the underdog but also um mark batterson he uh He's a preacher in D.C., and uh, he has a something called Chase the Lion, and it's about Samuel 2.13, Benaiah chasing a lion into a uh, pit on a cold, snowy night and killing it with his own hands. And um, just believing the possible is possible, or impossible is possible, and, you know, going up against the Jaguars of Northwest and, you know, Walter Johnson and C.H. Flowers and all those schools, and we're just little Urbana here just trying to, make our way here and just trying to prove that we belong here in 4a and you know just trying to play that underdog role and they they executed we qualified in 10 of 11 events we competed in 10 events we scored an eight 32 points in the field 36 points on the running side and that was just a balanced attack well what was last year when you it was your first 4a meet in a while and we only lost we got it, it, yeah indoor. we got fourth place and we only right. lost by 15 um was that was that eye-opening in, oh, yeah. in in some extent oh, yeah and when you when you took all the seniors out i remember sending an email out Last year at this time, um, when I took the seniors out of the picture for indoor this this year, 2019, Urbana sat on top for the state meet in 4A. And uh, I was pretty confident we could do it as long as we stayed healthy. And that's the bottom line. You just got to stay healthy and got to perform when you got to perform. And uh, we were lucky enough to uh, to get our best. I mean, Ella Alderset kind of led the way, and we had lots of good performances from our field eventers, Peyton Boer, state champ, Kel Kelsey Calabrese again, Rachel Custer, Ani Scott and high jump and shot push. She scored them both. Um, so we we executed, and that's how I motivate the girls, just kind of telling them that we can do it. And uh, we went out there and we did it. You, your, your speeches, are they written out <laughs> or are they totally off the cuff? Usually off the cuff, and usually they sound better that way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. Go, go, go ahead, Bill. I was just going to say I'm exactly like CJ. I'm a motivator. Uh, I motivate before we hit the bus, though, um, probably pre-meet day and day before. I let the kids know that we can compete with the Oxen Hills and the Watkins Mills because they bring a ton of speed, and they're getting better in the mid-distance. But I am definitely the motivator, and I'll look the kids right in the eye, and you know you can do it. You can run a 430 mile. If you have to run a 425, you can just go run a 425. Mm -hmm. And they listen. They respond very well. Um and I think that's a, it just a tribute of kids around them, too. Um, when you see uh, Joey Felton cracking jokes in the middle of something or make light of something, and they, he's one of the fastest kids in the state, it just loosens up the, everybody. Everybody sees that. It's it, it, it just, like, contagious. And uh, 
He's been, I just had to say something about Joe. He's been a great addition to the track team. Yeah, he's always been known as a football player. Not, and, and not just because of that. I mean, first of all, when he walked on the field, everybody knew him as a Yale. He's going to Yale to play football. He's a big football guy, and they were excited to have him. But to see him actually practice with the team and listen and uh, work with his other teammates that he didn't play football with, he's a great kid. He he listened, and he learned, and he he listened to Alicia and, and Will and all these guys that have been running for years because he respected them. And I, and that went a long ways for the whole team and United. And, and for us, for Ligonor to win, we have to be a team effort. There's no way. We, of course, we have the Michael Maggio's, and those guys are awesome. And Carter's awesome. But to make a winner, you need more than just two or three guys. And it took our whole team. And obviously, we scored 70-some points, which is incredible. Um, but it was just everybody's hitting everything they had to do. CJ, too, I think you won two events. Yeah, we won just pole vault and Peyton and uh, and Ella uh, and, and the 500. 500 right. Yep. So your your victory was built on all the places. That's how that's how you do it in, yeah. at the state meet. I mean, that's that's how you have to do it, unless you have a Jada Smith or something like that. <laughs> but that's how you do it. Yeah, what, what sort of strategy, Dave, is involved in, in going into a state meet? First of all, the kids have to believe in themselves. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of the things I tell them when I – talk about a state meet or any kind of big meet, regional meet, um, county meet, I tell them straight out, you're the target. You're the target, and you're the target because you're the best. And and that is important for them to know. And then on top of that, they have to be confident. And they have to know that they're good. And, you know, you kind of point out things. You are good because of this. You're good because you did this. You can do it because you did this. I tell them they're strong. Um, sometimes you're dealing with teenagers and they're, they're not going to believe in themselves unless they're continuously told that they're awesome because they're listening to other voices telling them other things. Um, that's probably the biggest thing, confidence. I also remind them that when you go to a state meet, everyone has a goal at a state meet. Um, and that goal is to win. And it doesn't matter if you're Kyle Lund or uh, who's Joe Blow who got like 12th place in whatever event, the last place. They're all out. They all have one goal, and that goal is to win. Um, and, you know, we have a thrower took that to heart. Um, you know, Lewis Smith got eighth place in the, po- in the shot put. And, uh, or Sam Dowling got fifth place in the pole vault. He PR twice at the state meet as he was getting those points to get us That's there. how you won in the spring, too, your yes. outdoor championship, not based on all the, all the victories. Yes. And, you know, it's, it's like Heron, Heron Najaraja. Um, last year, he scored us one point at, um, for, the, for the 110 hurdles. Um, and, you know, anybody else would have kind of brushed that away. And we say, we, we raise that up and we go, hey, listen, he got a point that he wasn't supposed to get. That, 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 that's the point that Bill yeah. won by last year. Right? And, and, and it goes with him in the 55 hurdles. He scored better in the 55 hurdles than he thought he would. Um, he wanted to score better in the three. But the good thing about it is he's so confident about himself and his ability that he brushes off the bad run in the 300 and he goes into the four by two and he goes into four by four going, you know what? Next event, next job, move on, let's win. And, you know, that's basically, you know, they're there to do a job and they do a great job doing it with our ups and downs. I told them, I said, we won because you had each other's back. You had each other's back and that's what teams do. Are you guys tweaking lineups and stuff in the meet, going into the meet, or, or the lineups pretty much set uh, as, as you're headed down They're there? They're pretty much set. I mean, with the relays, you can kind of move things around, like with um, Evan Schaefer, who, who did great. The, the boy was injured, 
and um, ran in the second place four by four team. I, and it, the, I went up to him and it, you call him the MVP of your meet. Yeah, yeah. the MVP <laughs> of the meet. We give a baton. Every kid signs a baton, and um, we give it to the hero of the meet. And he was the hero of the meet because he ran the eight hundred, knowing that we needed those hope points, even though it was a very slight chance that he was going to get it being hurt. And um, I said, what do you want to do? Do you want it, run it, yes or no? And he goes, I think I'm going to run it. And he was, when I talked to him after the meet, he was sure that I was going to pull him from the 4x4. Four four. And I remember I looked at him and I said, You're in, can you run the 4x4? Four four? And he says, I can try, coach. And I'm like, okay, then run it. I said, and I told him, I got to trust you, bud. I will take second place if that means trusting you. Evan had some misfortune earlier in the meet too, because he won the fast heat of 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 the uh, of the five of the five hundred dash, but but someone out of the slow heat uh, yeah. and nipped them there. There it is, right there. It's everyone's goal is to win, and and they we see realities of that all the time. And um, there was one reality of it. He was disappointed, but I tell you right now, I guarantee you that four by four second place medal means more to him than than. A gold medal would well. I don't want to say that gold medals are kind of cool, <laughs> but yeah. it yeah, still it means, means a whole as, lot. it means as much, right? Yeah. yeah. CJ, how do you approach your lineup with so many girls and juggling that sleepless nights? Um, I have so many girls in the 400, 800 range. It's it's ridiculous. But for the state lineup, at least, um, it was a totally different state lineup relay wise than um my regional lineup. Mary Miller ran the four by eight for me. At her best, she's going to give me a two thirty, and at her worst, she's going to give me a two thirty. But she was in the 3,200-meter run as well, and I wanted her fresh. I wanted, I thought we could get more points out of there with her and Brennan there. I took Brennan out of the 16, made her fresh for the 32. In Mary's place, I actually had a runoff the week before states. I never really do that because I'm pretty confident who I have, but uh, I wanted to see where this one girl was, specifically Riley Johnson. December 20th, she broke her foot. She was back for me on January 25th at CMC's and started doing really well, and I wanted to see kind of where her 800 was. She gave me a 231 outside. I'm like, all right, you're good for a 228, 229. I'll, I'll take that. But she could also blow up and give me a 245, you know. So I just I didn't know what to do. Put her second instead on that 4 by 8 at States, and she ran me a 229. Um, my 4 by 2 stayed the same. My 4 by 4 going into the meet, I had runner 1, runner 2, runner 3, and runner 4. I was going to decide when I had to decide, and I ended up going with um, – it was already locked up by then. I didn't. There was no need to run Ella there, although she probably could have argued her way on there, but she didn't because that's not who she is. Um, Lydia Roebling could have easily put her on there, but she sometimes has a hip issue, and I just wanted to keep her safe for nationals and outdoor. Again, in a pointless event, really, at that point in time, since we already had the t- uh, state title wrapped up. Yes, we could have won the 4x4 four four if we put our fastest four, but it was it was more about that. I, I wanted to give Susanna Alderset the anchor. anchor. She's anchored this entire team. Um, and uh, I knew we weren't going to do a victory lap when we got our team trophy. So in a sense, that was our victory lap when Susanna got the baton uh, last. And then I put two freshmen in the middle, and I uh, let off my other senior, Lily Morrell. So secretly that's who I wanted anyway. I wanted to pass the baton kind of literally to the, to the two freshmen uh, – um, to the fr- two freshmen that are going to be really good for us as well. Um, but I'm always switching my lineup up. And is, is there risk in that? I mean, because you, you, yeah. you don't know what you're going to get all the time. Yeah, right? exactly. I mean, for Ella, too. I mean, I could have put her in the 1600 and the 800. But we decided we were going to go after the conference meet, the 25th of January, we decided we were going to try the three and the five at. And the 300, I mean, that's not her event. 
I mean, there are so many faster girls than she is. It's ridiculous. She she would get blown away in the fifty five dash, and that's who you're going up against in the in the three hundred of those fifty five dash fast runners. And she was last coming off the curve in her in the fast heat, and she just had a burst and finished second place. A uh, girl on the slow heat beat her, beat her time, so she ended up getting third overall. And then five hundred hers is her, you know, her race really. And then um, she's only a sophomore too. We should a, point out she's yeah. only a sophomore, fourteenth fastest time in the nation with that one fifteen point three eight, fourth fastest sophomore in the nation as well. So um, looks good. She um. And she'll, she'll, be qual- score, she'll be scoring points for you for a while. Uh, let's like, hope. Yeah. Let's hope. You know, you never know how girls can be, but uh, she she has a fire in her. That's for sure. And um, you know, that 400, 800 range, and even the sixteen, we might play around with a little bit more this this outdoor season because you're running a two eleven outdoors as a freshman. She's she's capable. She already ran a two fifteen indoors this year. You're looking at maybe for sub five um, and outdoor easily maybe because we're she's repping out two thirty five is in practices for eight hundred. So. We'll see what happens, but uh, I'll keep that under my belt for now. Yeah, and, and as big <laughs> as your as big as your team is, and you don't need a, a lot of help in, in in many events, but you do have some misfortune because some of the girls go on to other to play other sports. Right? A lot of my girls go on to play other sports. I lose a lot actually to lacrosse and even tennis, yeah. even tennis, um, and a few girls to softball. But you know, we, I, I mean, after after a moment like Tuesday, do some athletes come back to you and say hey we want to stick with track because uh, because we had such a great time this season i don't know i actually lose a lot of soccer girls in the spring too um fc frederick's huge obviously in our area and even langanore and um, oakdale and um you know club soccer is very important to these soccer girls and, and so- soccer is very very big in all of our schools and um I'm flexible. I'm probably more flexible than most coaches. I get that soccer might be your priority, but I still want you on my track team. I will I will I will be flexible with you. You're not going home and sitting on the couch. You know, you're going and playing, you know, playing soccer or practicing and um you don't have to be at my my practice 6 days a week to make it work. I will be flexible with you as long as the communication is open. And I always have been that way, but it's it's hard. Yeah, Frederick County, there there are some counties that that allow students to do multiple sports well, Fred, i hear Fred, it's coming i hear it's, it's coming. coming okay yeah, frederick, Carol, frederick county is not i think washington does it right Carroll county. right and that would help you guys out immensely it's gonna help the smaller schools out more but yes right. definitely definitely us but yeah i heard it's coming actually this week i heard um it's coming, it's coming. okay how long has Carroll county had it have they had it for I, a while i don't or? know i just to be quite honest with you i just recently found out because the middletown coach came up to me and said you know he's going to be playing. You know he's talking about the um, Carroll County, the Century Runner. He's going to be playing lacrosse and he's going to be doing track. And I'm like, oh, I didn't know Carroll County could do that. And I'm like, okay, that's good to know. So and, and Bill, that would help you out with uh, Mr. Felton, right? If you could do, if you could do multiple sports, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's going to help. It's going to help all the sports. Like you know what? No offense to I mean, but what football coach would not want a soccer player kicking the ball for them? You know, when it's important to get those you know three, right. two points or one point, it's that's that is something they 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 really want it. And it's nothing like an extra point in a field goal to make make a coach feel very comfortable. How do you go about setting your lineup, uh, Bill? <clears throat> well, I don't have the numbers that they have. We started with 40 kids, indoor boys, and we ended up with probably about 37, 36. Um, I like to move my 4x8s around and my 4x4s. I kind of hurt ourselves a little bit on the regional by moving our alignment 
just a little bit too much. Maybe I think that's why I'll take the heat for that one, why we didn't qualify our 4x4. Four four. Um, but the other things aren't as – I don't really have that much heart. I had Joey run into 300 for a while just as a tune-up. He didn't like running anything more than a 55. Uh, he ran the 200 just because his friends were running the 4x2, the and they were really good. When he goes around that track, it's it's fun to watch. Um, that's why I'm really pushing for him to outdoor because a 4x1 and 4x2, he would just rock. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you're trying to keep him off the lacrosse field, right? Uh, well, yeah. I like so to, selfishly, yeah. Selfishly, yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, unfortunately, in a mile split interview last night, <laughs> I don't know if you guys got a chance to watch the mile split interview, three of our champions were interviewed, and – and they were asking Joey about outdoor, and he kind of let him know that lacrosse is where he's going to be. Um, but so, we'll see. So that you, rules, ne- that, you never know. That, that rule change is not going to happen fast I tried to talk you. to yeah. Mr. Kendro about that. <laughs> I'm working on it as we speak. But I, I want to just address a couple of things about track that I find is different than other sports that I find since I've been part of the football program for a long time is we compete in the spring. We have to compete with SATs. we got to compete with uh, spring soccer prom. clubs, prom. And these are big things for kids, high school. And one of the biggest things is senioritis. For some of these kids, they just don't want to do anything. And um, that's my biggest challenge. And I, I'm seeing exactly what CJS does. I, I sort of work out, not deals, but let's, have, let's, let's figure out a way for you to run track. And that's how I got Felton on the field this year. And uh, Colby Bannon and Xander. Xander's is another one of our high jumpers. who actually scored three and a half points in the, in the championship meet. By working at Will, they come so many days a week. And the other days they're in the weight room and, and they loved it and it worked, but it's, I don't like to have to make those situations, but that's the only way to make our team go. Right. Cause we're so thin and, um, but competing in the outdoor with uh, all those other things going on, it's very difficult. AP testing, everything, it just, everything causes issue and you always got lineup changes at that point. Right. Uh, but, but Belmaggio has won a state title before Holsinger's won the pole vault. He's the, was the defending champ uh, in, in that event. Felton's new to track, but I don't think anyone's totally shocked that he, that he ran a really fast time and won. But 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 Colby Bannon went went in the how, how has Colby gotten to where he's gotten in, in, in the high jump? Well, you know he's one of those kids that um, I have to reiterate. He's also in my count class. Reiterate all daily that this is where he needs to be. His father also made a deal with him. He I think he was working at Wegmans. He still does to get out to the track because he wasn't going to do indoor track, and he had done six four six three in the spring outdoor track. Uh, he did hit 6-4 in indoor, which is amazing. But uh, I, I don't know if you had a chance to watch that yesterday, but he had a jump off. I don't know if these other coaches ever heard of it, been through a jump off in high jump. And it was quite they, – they stopped at 6-4. They missed. They came back down to 6-3. They missed. Went to uh, – ultimately to 6-foot, they both hit it and went back up to 6-2. Yeah, man, mentally it's not easy, right? It's crazy. For a high jumper, that's really tough. Um, and he, he was one of those making adjustments. We had to pull him out of the 4 by 2 just for that reason, and I think that made a slight difference for us. That, yeah. yeah. How, how tight knit is the track and field community um, here in Frederick County, Dave? I mean, you and CJ, funny, and, I mean, Bill's new to the scene, but I'm sure you've known Bill for a while you, too. Funny you mention that because these guys talk to each other. There are times I have to walk up to some of my runners and go, stop talking. <laughs> you got a race to deal with because, you know, they'll talk to each other all the time. I mean, they, they know each other's Twitter's account. They know each other's Snapchats and whatever else they're using now, but they all the time they're talking to each other even as far as liberty high school which is way down the road i've i've got many of my runners that communicate with them on a regular basis they'll communicate with mike all the time and you know even some of cj's cj's team i always worry about when that happens because then it's like okay um 
what 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 is going to get in the way of this program now um but ultimately very very tight niche community they they support each other they um they they will clap each other if they're if they're doing great they'll i mean if you watched a high jump into pole vault and you've got the whole community clapping somebody on to try to hit a pr um you got will that that kid is unbelievable he's a great kid from linganore and and all the time he'll he'll just come around and he'll talk and like like I'm in his coach or something like that. It's just amazing. Now you guys, the Oakdale boys and the Ligonor boys, you guys were going head to head for championships all season long. So what was oh, that? Yeah. What was what was that dynamic like? Well, so. I always I always tell my guys you, you cannot in any way, shape, or form um, let Ligonor get the upper hand on you because, as he says, they have some strong athletes and those strong athletes once once they get a momentum going, it's going to happen and they know it. Uh, my guys know it, and and the Linganor guys know it. That 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 is a potential that they have, and um, they they look out for it. And at the same time, they look out for it, but they're they're friends, they're buddies. Right. And what were you telling uh, your guys about the Oakdale boys uh, there, Bill? <laughs> well, I I wish we could compete with Oakdale with their depth. They have so much depth, and um, we have like one good guy in, or two good guys in each of the heats. They have four or five guys or three guys. They can max out each event. Um, so I was trying to tell Coach Wright that. He was saying that we have a good chance to win counties this year. And I'm like, well, we, I mean, I'll let the team know we have a good chance also. But deep down I knew that they had some serious athletes, serious depth, that we, we would really have to bring our A game, and they would pretty much have to bring their big B game for us to, to win. And uh, sure enough, I think they ended up winning by how many, 30 I, I don't remember to tell you the truth. Yeah, but it was significant enough. To, CJ's better at numbers and statistics. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's I love competing with Oakdale and and Urbana um, because it makes my kids so much better. Will, for a good example, he can't wait to run against Kyle Lutt. I mean, that's his. That's all he talks about. It drives me crazy. But he can't wait to run against the best, and that's I think that's great. Right. And I know when we get outside of Frederick County into our regional meet, we're going to do great because we competed with the best. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What, what sort of effect does that have c- competing against these great county schools all season long when you go outside of the Absolutely regional and state meets? It yeah. makes a huge difference. Talk our about kids confidence. have confidence. They know they can run a 430 or something because they just did it against Oakdale. They didn't win it, but they ran it. And they know. So it's not intimidating to them at all. And, and, and it's, it really helps. Right. Is, is track coaches, how much do you lean on each other, CJ? I mean, I know you've known Dave f- for a long time. I mean, how m- and you guys talk during meets and stuff like that. It seems to be a good fraternity of coaches uh, with the Frederick County track and field, too. Yeah, we definitely lean on each other. We uh, we always seem to be going back and forth with, you know, strategy talk or even some workouts here and there. Uh, Coach Lillard actually coached me in high school, so we actually go way <laughs> you're, back. You're that old, Dave. <laughs> I'm that old. <laughs> I am that um, old. He and Coach Britton, but uh, – you know, we, yeah, we definitely lean on each other. I probably lean on maybe them a little bit more, or maybe a little bit less, because I'm a girls, I'm a girls coach, and I really don't coach and get involved with the boys anymore. But um, I definitely think we talk, and like like Coach Lillard said, I mean, the kids itself, it's close knit, and I think you know the coaches. I mean, Coach Dixon and I are always going back and forth and yeah, making Frederick fun. girls who are yeah. like your chief rival at the moment, yeah. right? Yeah, um, going back and forth with each other, and um, you know, I think Coach Bly is going to end up getting there. Coach Wright and I know each other pretty well, um, so we always go back and forth, whether it be you know helping each other out or just kind of picking each other up too. So, 
So you're not on the cross country scene yet, uh, Bill? Yet are you? I mean, because CJ and Dave, they're, they're working, they're doing this yeah. these all day meets. Not well, cross country might not be so all day, but all day meets for three straight seasons. Yeah, that's tough. So that's pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah. But will you guys trade notes like Ligonor um, and, and Oakdale boys? Do you guys trade notes with each other uh, as you're competing yeah, I talk against to, each other? Yeah. I mean, coach, I'm the distance coach, and Coach Wright is the distance coach, and I talk to him all the time. I'll say, Hey, what are you doing with Michael right now? And of course, then he'll say, "What are you doing with Kyle?" <laughs> right. I, I mean, we share. It's 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 there. It's not a secret. I mean, I I tell my kids all the time, it's not a secret what the other coaches are doing. A lot of us are doing the same thing because we're talking to one another. We're we're trying to figure out how to be great, and how how do you get great other than talking to the other coaches who are doing great? And um, so it's really not. I mean, we're all doing the same thing. It's just. You know what? What are you? What else are you doing? What's that? What is that extra ten percent or five percent of not the repeats and not this and not that? The other little things that you do that kind of push you over the edge. And I think we're doing those. We're doing all those as well. Yeah. Some people say, why does Maryland have indoor track and field? Is is it really necessary? But what is the value of the indoor season in your mind? Well, it's first of all, you're not running. I mean, yes, it's only 200 meters, but when you get on a bank track without wind, when in an inside conditions where it's consistent and weather, I mean, you are going to be running some fast times. I mean, you're looking at Melrose Mile where some of these kids are going, you know, 403, 404, 405, and you get them on an outdoor track and they can't do that. So all of a sudden it's like they get to do a lot of speed work and no matter what, I don't care what the distance is, be it a 55 meter to a 10K run, the fastest time wins. And sometimes, especially towards the end, the fastest time is the guy who's, the, who's finishing the race the hardest. And that's where you can kind of really crank some speed work out during the indoor season. Um, you know, it's a danger of it because you're now you're dealing with the weather as well. But at the same time, a meet for us is a workout day, and I think I'm pretty sure it's that for mm-hmm. for um, Coach Eklund and Coach Eckert. It's it's a workout, and especially the early meets. Today you're going to work out. It's going to be a speed endurance day for you today because we are working hard, and so that's the other bonus of indoor. It's you, you get to use the meets to actually prepare you for outdoor. Right, CJ. It's not always convenient. I mean, you guys are going to Hagerstown. You're going to to Landover. There's not there's not really a facility uh, here in Frederick County for you guys to train. I mean, how how do you look at the indoor season? I like it to be honest with you. I, as an athlete, it was my better season as well. But um, I think it's the way you look at it too. I mean, for my girls this season, it you have to be cautious of how much you use them during the indoor season, so you don't overuse them in outdoor or overuse them in indoor, and they're not nothing in outdoor. And you know, when I and I'm very careful with that, and with my depth, I can be like I. I don't think there was more than one or two girls that ran more than four events at any given time. Maybe Lily Morrell or Piper Johns might have done it a couple times, but I don't count the 55 dash as one or one event. It is, but it's like it takes nothing out of you. Ella Aldershed, I don't think she ran a single four event meet. Um, so it's all about how you go about it. We went to Liberty University this year. Um, I I have a good team. I wanted to kind of push my girls with different competition, and so we went down to Liberty U and. We competed on a bank track. We went to Penn State, competed on a bank track, just to get my girls some some different exposure. We almost actually went up to New York and went to the one of the armory meets, but we decided not to. We went to Penn State instead. Um, but um, you know, with my pole vaulters, just getting different exposure than other than these Maryland meets and going to Virginia, going to Penn State, just gives them that different exposure. And I think that's important for them, especially if they want to do something in college. 
Bill, you've had nothing but great success so far in the indoor so, season. Two for two for state titles. I mean, so, so um, you, how, how do you look at it? I kind of I like it. I like it. it's a development for a lot of my young athletes, the ones that are coming from other sports that haven't run track. Um, it's a good chance for them to see what it feels like. I tell you, anybody that runs indoor track is an incredible athlete because we actually practice in third degree. Yeah, weather you're every day. There's no snow and ice. Practice, but you have to go Absolutely. to Hagerstown. Or... So we're outside in the elements, and that wind can be brutal at Ligonier High School <laughs> in that field. Um, and those kids that come out every day and, and do the distance and mid-distance runs, that's incredible. And I think that's just the mark of somebody dedicated to the sport. And it allows the younger kids that are coming out, my ninth and 10th graders, or our new 11th or 12th graders, to see what it's all about and if they're, and if they're interested. And I love that because they're, they're either coming this spring or they won't. But usually you can lock them in. Once they get in there, and f it's fun to watch people convert and learn how to love track. And I'm one of them. I love it. I'm sitting here computing points before the states in every possible way that we could win that state title. Mm -hmm. And it's been fun. And Coach Wright told me that it would be fun. You'll learn to love this. And thing. what was the gap that you had on paper going into the state meet? But between well, you I was and very else. conservative. Yeah. I had us at fifty some points. Of course, Coach Wright had us at sixty some. And he'll let you know that he almost had it exactly right. <laughs> right. But not, don't let him tell you that. Right. It's not true. Right. But we ended up with more. I, I just was very conservative yeah. because you never know. Right. right. And I'd rather be conservative. And here's what I told the team. We're going we're gonna to score at least 50. Anything we score above, that's gonna be, it's going to be good. And, yeah. But I just think indoor track is a great opportunity for kids to learn how to. And it's a great way to compete early. Yeah, it's amazing how kids can get to love running around a track. <laughs> and you you hear them all when they come out and like you guys just run around in circles that's it and it doesn't always feel come good out, either <laughs> yeah, come out and give it a try and they and i think to be quite honest with you it it's it's hard work but it i think it's the camaraderie the, the fact that they can sit around they can hang out with their peers because there is some there's some downtime depending on what you're doing you get you get to hang out and what do kids love to do but sit around and hang out and feel like they've done something in that process as well. That, that's why I'm surprised you don't hang on to more kids from, from other sports, just because you have that great experience. You guys all have successful teams that win a lot. You get to hang out with your friends. You, you get to have success. You, everyone, you could find a role for everyone. It, yeah. it, it, it's it's, it's yeah, kind it's of strange that, that some people choose other sports. Well, what I, what I always hear from kids when they start making a decision, especially like soccer across country, well, I've been doing this since I was six, or I've been doing this since I was eight, or I've been with this team since. So there, there's some, they're, they're dedicated athletes. That's why they're great at indoor track, because they, they're dedicated to something. And so when they move on and from out indoor and go to lacrosse, it's because they're dedicated to what they have been doing. So that's why they're so good. Right. So what is the transition like now to the outdoor season? Because th those early meets, you guys talk about practicing outside in the winter. I mean, you're, you're yeah. going to get some cold days <laughs> at, at the start of the outdoor yeah, season they gotta, too. they got to be prepared. And, you know, I always tell them be prepared for clothing. Right now the, the key is just just stay fit. Just stay fit. I mean, we're, we're done. I mean, we can't do a whole lot of practice. Well, when does right practice now. start? Mid-March? March 1st. Yeah, March 1st. Okay. Yeah, March 1st. So, so you're only going to be off a week then? Yeah, about yeah. A, it's about a week and a half. So, yeah. And they're not going to really lose anything in that period of time. But, you know, I always call it active rest. Day of running, day of rest. Day of running, day of rest. And that prevents them from losing, from getting out of shape, as well as prevents them from from their ligaments tightening up because eventually if you don't use 
after you've been using it, your muscles for a long time, and then you don't start using them, those muscles start to really pull on those ligaments. So staying active prevents that from happening. Right. Is, is the outdoor season a totally different animal, CJ, than the indoor season? Or <laughs> yeah, it definitely is. You talk about the weather and indoor and outdoor. Um, I host the first weekend meet, March twenty third. Two <laughs> did years you get ago. the short straw, or how two, did, how, no, how just, did that happen? That's yeah. just what I did. I guess I don't know. Um, it's the only it was open, it was open exactly. <laughs> and I'm the one shoveling snow off the track two years ago. You know, at 4 a.m. in the morning, just trying to get this meat in. I, I think our first our first snow last year was on the first day of spring, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. And it looks like so, it might be this year as well. Right, There's another yeah. snowstorm coming. Right. So, but but you don't you don't shovel the track. At don't, all. Don't I don't do shovel that. the track. <laughs> yes, <laughs> no, but there you go. <laughs> I do what Lillard does. Um, yeah. get the get the kids running around the track, and it melts faster. <laughs> Just, I just thought I'd, I'd just put that out there on the radio. Right. <laughs> we do not shovel the track. <laughs> shovel the turf. But I mean, but your 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 rosters are different. You're you're outside. I mean, just what are, what are the other adjustments that ha- have to be made going into the outdoor season? In a general? lot. I mean, there's five different events too. I mean, you have you know more relays. You have more uh, field events. Uh, hopefully, you have more kids coming out. You have longer meets. You're talking eight, ten-hour meets. Yeah, because instead of 13 events, now you have 18 events. Yeah. Right. You're talking – and then what uh, Coach Eckert said, too. I mean, you were dealing with AP stuff. I'm dealing with IB stuff, you t- SAT stuff. I coach Girdle, so I have to t- deal about prom like two months before prom actually happens. Um, so it's it's all kind of stuff that we have to deal with. But uh, – you know, and we're going all the way to Baltimore for our regional meet too. So it's just travel time too. It's depending on where you go, and it's it's a lot of time. But you know, I host a couple quad meets as well at Urbana with both these guys and their teams. And you know, it's either going to be seventy-five degrees and beautiful, or it's going to be fifty degrees and maybe thirty, maybe forty, and twenty mile per hour winds. So you just never know what you're going to deal with. You always have wind guaranteed for outdoor. Yes. Always at Oakdale too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oakdale's right. a wind Well, tunnel. no matter right. which way you run, you've always got the wind to your face. <laughs> right. I don't know how that happens, but it does. How do you look at the three A versus four A? CJ, do you like it? Do you like it better in four A? Does it matter? Or I mean, you're, it's a different crop of schools you're dealing with, obviously. Coach so. Eckert said it um, about the county. You know, I, I view four A that way. You know, when we when we got bumped up to four A. My girls were like, oh, man, we got to go to 4A now. And I took it as, like, this is awesome. It's going to make us better. Um, we get to, we have to work harder, but we're going to work smarter. And um, I was excited that we bump, got bumped up to 4A. Northern Calvert's obviously pretty good in 3A. Um, but now we're winning the state title, and we're winning it against the biggest and sometimes the best schools. I say sometimes because sometimes 4A is not the best school. I mean, Oakdale could probably run with 4A. Langenor could definitely run and vault and jump with 4A, but you know you're dealing with the bigger schools, and I was I was excited with the with the opportunity we had, and unfortunately it looks like we're going to have that opportunity for the rest of at least my coaching career there. Right. I don't think we're moving down to 3A anytime soon. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, mean, I think TJ might jump back up to 4A too. They are. They are 4A too. for okay. a couple um, sports this yeah. coming school year. They did it differently this year now. You could be 3A, you can be 2A, you can be 4A, you can be 1A in different sports Sport depending next school now. year. All right, see, so. from my point of view, selfishly, I liked it when everyone was in 3A and 2A and 1A because <laughs> you can just forget about 4A and just cross all those events off going right. into the meet. You have less meets to go to, or, right? Or, all, that, all that, too. And, 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 Bill, it sounds like you've been, in these two years, you've been bitten by this track and field bug uh, Big a time. little bit. Yeah. yeah, I love it. It's right. great. Right. And uh, whereas something about outdoor, one of my biggest things I haven't been able to overcome with outdoor track is I get a lot of athletes new to the sport 
and they're just not coming in shape or uh, mm-hmm. they're just, and I have the people that are in super shape from indoor. And then like I like uh, we were saying, you know, they, they have a week and a half off, but they're staying in shape. Mm-hmm. I have kids that literally can't run around the track one time when they start out there. And that's scary for me. It is. Um, well, it's scary for any, like a kid should be able to do that. Yeah. 16 year old kid. They should be the best shape of their life. That's what we're hoping. Yeah. It doesn't always <laughs> happen that way. So we'll start with well over 50 some. We'll start with 60 kids. And, and it'll the, weed themselves it'll out. It'll weigh it out. Yeah. Just because the first thing they'll ask is, oh, we practice every day? <laughs> yes, we practice every day. Really. And then it's Saturday, and it's tough. It's tough for a lot of those kids to make that adjustment. Um, but that's okay. It gives them an opportunity to try. And, and I just worry sometimes because we, we go, we don't just start from scratch. We start pretty heavy from the get-go. And, yeah. Uh, and, and, and it takes many coaches. I, I know Oakdale has a lot of coaches. CJ, I'm sure, has a lot of coaches. We only deal with three or four coaches, and it's tough because we have we, – we try to break our, our workouts through the beginners, mid, you know, middle and senior type, of, and it's hard to manage that. It really is. So that's one thing about track and field I find very difficult. It's not like we're just looking at a football play or a football game. I, there's all kinds of events happening simultaneously. And if you're as a head coach, assistant coach, or helper – you're trying to be in three or four places at the same time. And it's difficult for me because I want to see all my athletes compete. And when I can't see my throwers throw or my, or my discus throwers, it, it's, it hurts because I want to be there. Try covering a meet where you can't watch yeah. everything too. Well, I, so. I just want to shout one young man out. We had our first throw and make the state meet this year. Yeah. Uh, Ethan Hart. And he didn't score any points, but he was the proudest young man you could ever see. He's 11th grader. He's so excited. It's so motivating to watch this young man. And in regional, when he found out he was made it, he got the fourth position, top four go. He did, definitely didn't make it on distance, but he got top four. He was running around Barmer Armory like it was <laughs> the best day in his whole life. It was so exciting to watch that happen, and that's what's so cool about track and field. Yeah, yeah it's a big deal to get to states. I mean, if yeah. when you get to states, you know you're top 12 in 2A or top 12 in 3A or top 12 in 4A. You pretty much know that, and that's it's a big deal. CJ's over here making cuts, so he doesn't deal with this. But, <laughs> uh, but but Dave, does your team get a little smaller after those first couple practices too? Um, or? T- um, it's funny because when when I was coaching CJ and we had huge <laughs> we had huge teams. I mean, there was I think your first year coming out, we had like almost ninety kids, and basically, I made the first day so hard that you know about ten of them didn't show up. <laughs> ten four hundreds in sixty seconds. Yeah. 60 second 400s with 60 second break and that, that's nothing. by that's by design I'm yeah sure. it's, and let me tell you those that come back even if they don't make it if they come back um like you know like cj says it once he once he lets somebody go and they come back the next season they they earn the right to be there and if you survive that workout making the times or not and you come back you definitely belong here if you go i can't do this i'm not coming back then you don't belong here because Sometimes, especially especially at a state meter, especially at a regional meter, especially when you're dealing with with having to win a meet because of the last event, that four by four, and you're tired and you're just don't feel like you can give anything else, you need to be able to kind of pull on that workout and go, I did that, I can do this because I was able to survive these workouts. So sometimes it's a big deal. Is the idea that the the training, the workouts are harder than the, the, the meet? I mean, some sports try and simulate that. Yeah, and track and field, you you don't want to do that too much because what, I mean, and if you do, you shorten the distance, of course. So let's say we're dealing with a 400-meter runner. You're not going to have that 400-meter runner go crazy and run a 400. Um, 
that eventually you do too many of those things, you're going to hurt that athlete. But you can kind of mimic the meat, reduce the time um, that they rest or and I call it the three-legged stool. It's you got three things that you're dealing with. Um, you're dealing with time, you're dealing with distance, and you're dealing with recovery time that they're running. And anytime you mess with one of those stools, you you making let's say they have to run something faster. You've got to deal with the other two legs on yeah. increasing rest or um, you know decreasing the distance that right. they're running. So it's 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 a little different. I mean, you want to make it hard, but if you make it too hard, you're liable you're liable to have a kid pull a hammy, and <laughs> it's your fault then. All right. Can, can you believe that CJ is still the county record holder in the uh, three hundred? <laughs> you know, it's funny you because must, you, must, you, must have, you must have coached him well. I, I, so. I pointed I pointed out the um, the 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 uh, Evan Schaefer who was going to run the five hundred at counties, and I kind of brought CJ over, and I'm like. You need to beat his record. He's had it for too long. And then, of course, I mean, but CJ was a great runner. He was, he was that dream athlete. I mean, and he, he, he knows I brag about him about it, and I bragged about him when he was in high school. He was that dream athlete, that athlete who, would, who could lead and at the same time would, would give you everything you got. I mean, some of the things you don't hear with CJ is that when, when CJ was running, this was before athletic.net and all that, we had to write our times in and send them in. So yes, CJ, you are that old. Um, <laughs> so we had to write our times, send them in, and there was nobody to say, okay, yes, he did run or did not run this time. And CJ was the fastest 500 runner in the county. And on a regular basis, he would have to run into second to slowest and not the fastest heat, but the heat before that because everyone else lied. And I remember he would come to me, he'd be pissed. I would be too. And I just said, CJ, win it from that heat, teach him a lesson. And he did every single time. And eventually I just went to the coach. I'm like, listen, guys, stop it. And that's why he got the county record and that's why he still has it so so when are you gonna put kyle lund in these events to, to wipe these records uh <laughs> off off the books well I, I i did put kyle lund into 500 but that was more just for college time but you know kyle kyle really wants to wants to deal with that eight and that mile he really wants to grab a hold of um some some breaking times and the best way to do that is to get very comfortable with that event and unfortunately Unfortunately for him, it's you know you kind of balance your team, and one of the things is that we knew is we had Evan Schaefer who could do very well in that 500, and then we and in the 800, and then we had Kyle who could do well in the in the in the 800 and the miles. So you kind of kind of divvy out your strength a little bit so you can so you can gain more points. So who knows, maybe. And CJ, we, we we kid obviously, but but I know you're just as surprised as anyone else that your records are still standing. I am very surprised. Um, Records are meant to be broken, and Riley McDermott, or yeah, Riley, was it? Yeah. Riley McDermott, Middleton, Riley McDermott right. last year tied it in the 500. Um, he's got the 300 though, right? Still the 300 as well. But we had a good team. Coach Lillard and Coach Britton did a good, did a good job with us um, back in 03 and 04. And um, Kurt Keeney didn't do indoor, but he did outdoor. John Cooper, they kind of anchored those teams. Your your boys never ran track, right, Bill? Uh, uh, yeah. Alex and uh, Chris they never ran track. Okay, yeah, yeah. They, they were football and just football, just football. Okay, right. yeah, gotcha. So, 
Guys, it's been a fun, f- fun chat. Uh, congratulations yeah. on all your success, you. and we look forward to uh, the outdoor season. Uh, yep. Dave Lillard of Oakdale, CJ Ecolano, Urbana Girls, Bill Eckert, Ligonor Boys, state champions all. Thanks for coming in, guys. Well, I'd like to thank, thank you guys for all the good coverage because you guys you have a lot of work, and you do a great job covering everything that, that we have out here. Well, we appreciate it. And um, my thanks also to producer Graham Cullen, uh, to the band Double Motorcycle. I'm Greg. And we will see you next week back here on the Final Score Podcast, brought to you by PFP, Players, Fitness, and Performance.